0: I would like to welcome everybody to this retreat which is the second one of its kind that we're having here at the centre and a retreat which is noticeably different from the other retreats held through the year by the numbers of children that are present and we, Christina and I, as parents our, ourselves, realised soon after our parenting began a couple of years ago, that it was for some extremely difficult and for some almost impossible to be able to participate in a retreat because of the obvious uh, expressions of being a parent. And our own situation very much highlighted this for us so we suggested to the uh, the board here um, the possibility of having a retreat in for parents and for friends who um, would like to come here to participate in a in a situation suitable for the family, suitable for parents of meditators and one which would include a diversity of activities with plenty of opportunity for people to participate in meditation practice in sitting and walking, with plenty of opportunity for parents and children to play together, with plenty of opportunity for group discussion and contact together. And what we did last year <coughs> after the parents, children, friends um, meet um, retreat we put out a questionnaire and the questionnaire was uh, in the form of basically asking which, in which ways and means could we um, develop this retreat. One of the things which was brought up with um, some frequency was the encouragement for us, um, John, Christina and I, to have more uh, frequently the one-to-one meetings with the people that come, which is something which takes place in a regular retreat. And so, um, the retreat will include uh, each day there'll be a, a list of names on the a notice board with times for you to come if you wish to meet with one of the, the three of us. There will also be a group uh, discussions, there's um, a whole group of people who are here um, not in um, their role as a, as a parent, and there are a much larger group of people who are here as parents and will make the grooves uh, a- according to that uh, uh, balance. In this the uh, introductory talk for this uh, retreat um, I would like to speak a little bit about practice and application of meditation um, I would like to speak about the area of communication and then to speak a little bit more in more detail about the general form and the structure of these days together until the retreat finishes on Saturday at Saturday lunchtime. Yesterday I was invited to uh, Interface which is, a, which is an organization working in the um, Boston area which invites wide variety of uh, different people who are committed to, um, primarily to inner change, to inner awareness and, and self-knowledge. And, I gave there, yesterday, a a one-day workshop and the title of this workshop was called Spirituality and um, Social Action, Social Responsibility and in the course of the day I invited those people who participated in this workshop to go out into the streets and to ask people what they thought was the major issue of the day. And some people, naturally enough, immediately referred to this uh, the threat of uh, nuclear war, the increase in uh, uh, nuclear arms, other people referred to um, the crime rate, other people referred to overpopulation, And several of those people who were asked, just in the street, just passers-by, who uh, were asked what they considered the major issue of the time was, was expressed in one form or another with regard to difficulties and the issues of family life. Someone would speak of it in terms of the high divorce rate, another person would would speak of it of, of conflict, another would speak of it in terms of the role situation. And this featured several times amongst the many um, views and opinions that ordinary people in the street were sharing about what they feel the major issues of the time are. <coughs> and. Within the within our social context, for for each one of us, one is beginning to see. I feel very, very slowly uh, emerge a, a growing recognition, and it's as it were. It seems to have been something which is growing in the last um, ten years or so of the great significance and importance of two things. One is inner awareness in life, how we are as a human being, how we are actually in our inner life and the way that that expresses itself through mind, through, through speech, through action, and a growing recognition with regard to outer awareness, situations outside of ourselves which we as people can have an influence and a bearing upon. And so this is, as I say there's a gradual uh, a noticeable increase in awareness and concern and sensitivity, responsible sensitivity, both what's happening in our personal life, inside of ourselves and what is happening outside of ourselves. And, and that in fact, small as it is, is a growing as it were, shift of the mind which is taking place in which some of the old values don't have so much significance. Being successful in society terms, having more, um, striving via the uh, medium of a particular career, there's a kind of gradual shift which is moving over in which people, as, uh, including us here of course, looking at our situation inside of ourselves, outside of ourselves. And a retreat situation, incidentally the talks are being taped, so when a person is uh, unable to be to be here, um, for the usual circumstances, uh, <laughs> Bill there is the manager and he'll <laughs> managing the cassettes and he'll loan the cassettes. And in this um, inner and outer awareness, in a way, a retreat for situation, particularly of the kind that we are having here, offers each one of us a real opportunity to explore in ourselves and with each other what greater inner and outer awareness means. And all of us have a long way to go with both. It would be an enormous um, conceit of our mind if at any point in our life we we came to a place of feeling, well, I know. And the sense of what is immeasurable in life And what is truly without limit is in the field of awareness which is opening the mind up to see more and more. And to that kind of seeing is truly limitless, both at the inner level and at the outer level. Truly limitless seeing. And so these days which we are having here together, as I say, is inwardly working, outwardly working in our communications, in our contacts with each other with our contacts with our our children and using the combination of the two to make it a catalyst for more understanding. We see that in our everyday Life, life situation, bec- the, both inwardly and outwardly, what's really of importance of course is, one might put it succinctly, the matter of our heart, the condition of our heart at a particular time. And it's, therefore it's not so much what our education is and what we know and what we don't know and what we should or shouldn't be thinking or whatever, but basically the condition of our heart. And we notice by the the sheer degree of activity which we're involved in frequently in our everyday life, the condition of our heart very easily gets neglected. That having its effect upon ourselves, that having its effect in one way or another upon others, upon our social situation. And spiritual life, to use such a, a concept, is giving more care and concern to what we are feeling. Not what we know, not what we think we are, but what we, what we how we feel. And so the meditative process And care and observation outwardly is in some way or another, and it's often difficult for us, in some way or another connecting with a feeling, connecting with a heart, connecting with another's heart, connecting with the heart of a situation. And so our practice and our and our and our meditations and context is somehow or other that the heart inside of us gets touched, gets reached. One of the things which noticeably affects this capacity to be in touch with our heart is naturally enough, is our degree, is our level of energy. And we often notice, as I mentioned before, that when we're in a, a great deal of activity, doing, 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 thinking, 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 writing, 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 speaking, 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 going from here, going from there, constant involvement, it has, through that sustain, sustained involvement, it tends to have on, upon us a real draining effect. Our energy gets sapped. And in that energy, in the sapping of the energy, and the tiredness which can accompany it, there is not the energy to express the feeling in our heart. And this often, this draining of energy, and all of us experience it, parents certainly very familiar with this, through all the conditions outside of one's direct control, often means for us that in the, in the slipping away of our, of our energy, it tends to have the effect upon us of producing reactions which we know are unskillful. So the, in situations in our life where there is an overdoing and we get caught up in that overdoing, we lose this contact Heart contact. Our few days here together can be a useful and appropriate uh, opportunity for each one of us to renew, and not only to renew, but of course to maintain and to sustain and to develop this contact with our heart. And we notice too that, as a, that this feeling element in life, this expression of, uh, uh, of heart in life, occurs most easily for us when A, we're in touch with ourselves, we're really in, in contact with ourselves on the one side, and or it's B, when our energy is available. When we're in touch with ourselves, and the energy is there, and the energy has an opportunity to flow freely, it flows, so to speak, into the heart, warmth emerges. And love and affection in life is basically a warm energy. Much of the way that we burn ourselves out is through doing too much. That sometimes means too much thinking, sometimes means trying to do too many jobs or projects, sometimes the doing too too much is uh, involved in too much concern, too much attachment. Though that kind of situation in life of too, too much means that Directing to one thing means that other areas get neglected, then there's a loss of energy for other areas and the heart, the presence of the heart, isn't in those areas. And that easily produces pressure in family life, easily produces pressure in family relationships. So uh, one of the factors amongst many, and we'll speak more about this in a couple of days' time, is that we we find ways and means in our daily life to channel our energy in those uh, significant areas of life and bring our heart into those situations. Heart meaning that warm energy, therefore affection, therefore love. And this has a uniting effect, it has a, uh, makes for bonding, it makes for harmony, it makes for um, an abiding connectedness. So now, day to day activity here, it is one, as I say, of making that connection inside of ourselves, renewing that, feeling that, getting in, in touch with that, and two, in a very direct and uh, obvious way, finding ways and means, each one of us, to find expression to that. And where we experience difficulty in life, and I feel this is extremely impaired, important, and often in daily life there isn't sufficient opportunity for this. Where there is uh, uh, difficulties in all the forms that you and I experience it in our daily life, that perhaps the small discussion group situation can really help facilitate openness in communication. We meet, we sit, we uh, talk, talk together, we see what emerges out of that, We we put, we give each other feedback, we um, enable input to take place and that really can be a very nourishing experience. It's rather a, a peculiarity of us as human beings that if one is experiencing difficu- some difficulty in life and then one hears that others are experiencing um, rather a similar difficulty it seems rather comforting, I don't know. <laughs> It's a peculiar uh, phenomenon we have, if, if one feels it's just me, it feels terrible, but if you know that there are a few others around who've got the same difficulty, life seems somehow, seems reassuring. I don't why are we, why are we looking that way, I'm not sure. But sometimes too, um, to hear and to get, to get feedback is certainly very valuable. And certainly one of the, the strong memories that I have from last year, were a year ago when I um, uh, was just a parent um, for, one year ago, for a year uh, at, at, at that time, um, and feeling that I knew next to nothing, and now a year later no, feeling that I know near enough next to nothing, um, but just one of the strong memories from the contact with people was just hearing things from other parents in the first year, second year, third year of, of parenting. And how just a few things which were, were said just rang rang a bell and it's come to be very, uh, very helpful and, and supportive. And this is too, I feel, is part of what outer awareness is. It, it's this, this, this um, um, using and channeling one's own experiences in life, one's own understanding, and where there is that in, uh, interest and motivation from others, that uh, communication which shares what one sees, one knows, one experiences, what one understands, what one is working with, what one is, has worked through, what one is trying to work through, or whatever. And, and this kind of, to me, this kind of emphasis in our world is becoming increasingly more important. There is not enough communication in this world about the things of life which really matter to all of us. And certainly my memory y- yesterday, it was a very interesting uh, experience, this just going out onto the street and stopping people. And as some of the people have said, as they went out to approach somebody, there was quite some fear and apprehension about stopping, stopping somebody in the street, a complete stranger, and saying, um, what do you think about whatever? And, and that, that, that fear is like sometimes like a thin barrier inside of our mind, which comes up, and which prevents us from saying something, or prevents us from from asking something. And once one has just broken through that barrier, and sometimes it's only a thin veil, a really useful communication can take place. And quite often, when an initial communication takes place, people are, are, are pleased and glad to be asked, to be, Con- to be considered that his or her view is worth expressing. And I feel that we have to bring that not only into our own life and I'm sure many of the people, many of us all here have done that to some degree already but where people are not being heard. And that's what communication is about. It's not only communicating with people who we know can communicate with us but in our life learning to communicate with people who don't find it easy to communicate itself. And that contact opens the heart. Some of the people we spoke with in the street yesterday couldn't actually look up at you, look up at you and look at your eyes. They could not take their eyes off the pavement. That is a sadness in our society. That itself is a social problem. So, in, a, in a, what, what the way that we have uh, formulated the, the days, our days here together is, and as several people also um, requested from last year, that they, people would like to have the opportunity to engage in as much uh, group sitting as possible, so that people can arrange it with other people about um, how that is actually uh, done, as far as the um, sitting and the children are concerned. And what we have done, we have scheduled for each day about six group sittings each day, an average about 45 minutes per sitting, per meditation. This hall, during the days, will be a silent hall, except for the talks, uh, question and answer periods and so forth. And the hall also behind, which is the walking hall, will also be uh, used uh, as a silent area and for personal walking meditation. So these two halls here are particularly a a quiet part of the building and each one of us should remember that, please, when we're um, in the hall here, going to leave it when we're coming in from the outside. And as I mentioned, other times of the day will include each day a group discussion and we've made a, a number of uh, uh, groups and, uh, and it will be on a rotation basis, meeting with John, uh, Christina and I and also the one-to-one uh, meeting with uh, people. And the day itself, each uh, um, aspect of it is such that the day is a a full day, as I mentioned, each talk will be taped so that a person, if necessary, can listen to it later on. And I would say too that because it's just a few days that we are here together to really meditatively speaking to make full use and time and of the uh, opportunity, and for those of you with children, that after the children have uh, asleep, again if there's still some energy left at the end of the day to to use the meditation halls here for, for further practice, to do late sittings if possible and perhaps start the day a little bit later in the morning. So that one really has the feeling with each day that the day from beginning beginning through to the end of the day, is very full day. Some of the staff, as you know already, have very uh, um, uh, kindly uh, offered once again to um, take care of the children as much as possible, to keep them entertained, and there's a whole series of ideas to uh, keep the young ones... um, happy. However, of, of course, um, some of those who are looking after children um, also aren't parents themselves and so it may well be that during the middle of a sitting one might see a staff member flying in here uh, clutching a, a baby who, who's yelling his or her head off or whatever and uh, this will all be a part of our practices. <laughs> as <laughs> the, days, the days go by. Um, in As far as the actual meditations um, themselves are, we place in the initial uh, period of the, the first day or two, a great deal of emphasis on the breath as the primary object in the meditation, using the full inhalation exhalation to settle into oneself, be in touch with oneself, checking that the posture is firm, steady and upright and uh, quite a useful measure for that is that, the, that there's a feeling of some expansion in the stomach, that is diaphragm, stomach, abdomen area. In other words, if the posture is rather slumped, if the back is rather, rather bent, this lower region in the trunk of the body um, tends to be a bit uh, what, uh, uh, s- squashed or a bit cramped and so the, just a the feeling of some expansion below the uh, ribcage there indicates a, a firm upright posture it doesn't make um, any difference at all whether one uses the, these what they call Zafus, these meditation cushions or a stool or a chair that's purely personal choice, personal preference but certainly many of us find that a uh, straight back helps the energy to flow a little bit more freely and gives a certain um, firmness to the posture and enhances a little bit more clarity in in the mind instead of dullness. (laughs) So in our sitting practice, we check that our posture is reasonably straight and upright. We give full care and attention to the breathing, experiencing the breath coming in chest expanding, the front of the regions of the body expanding and contracting with the out-breath and using that to, as a way and I mean to actually settle into ourselves. And that's the, the primary focus at the beginning with regard to the breath as, a, as our object in our meditation. And in our walking practice and the walking meditations and in the walking, for you to feel appropriate to create the time for that. And in the walking it's just very slow, mindful, walking up and down, being fully conscious of oneself, being in touch with oneself and that step-by-step activity. And the walking meditation is a simple tool, like the sitting, to feel more grounded and more centred. That 's what the practice is all about it 's feeling grounded with life and grounded in the um, in day to day life, grounded in the present moment. So they are walking as this combination of uh, sitting and and walking, and that basically constitutes the main shall we say thrust of the meditation itself in other areas too giving that care and attention to the, the variety of other activities which are taking place during these days that we are together. And, 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 with, and the spirit of that and, and the focus of, of that is that it produces energy in us, energy is a the warm energy that has the opportunity for uh, affection and it brings us closer to each other, closer to uh, our children, closer to ourselves, closer in communication. So there's a real feeling that the inner and outer are working and harmonizing together as we go along here day by day. So that basically is a a general um, Um, Outline. Tomorrow morning the first bell of the day is rung at um, 6 o'clock, and then that first 45 minute period is an, an exercise period, and that can be in any form that you find useful and appropriate for yourself. It may be yoga or tai chi or jogging, or dynamic meditations, or dance, or whatever, something which helps to get the uh, energy flowing. And then that's followed at 6.45 with the first group sitting of the day together, and each morning as we do on all the retreats, we play a piece of music for 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes classical, sometimes contemporary or traditional, east or west, north or south, and then uh, after the 15 or 20 minute period then we return to the breath as a meditation and then at 7.30 there's the breakfast time and then the day gets underway and the timetable, the group meetings, the individual meetings all of those announcements are posted by tomorrow morning on the notice board and just to say it's very nice to see um, many uh, friends from last year who are here one, one, once again this, this year and may it be for each one of us that we have a useful and beneficial period here which brings expands, expands the warmth of the heart and brings clearness of mind And the combination of the two is what transforms this world. May all beings live in peace. May all beings live in harmony. May all beings live in peace and harmony.